it's funny even like my stage name so like mm. pretty papes it comes from like when i was younger i mean like i had a hard time like like remember when we were talking about earlier like initiating like being the person who yeah. chases usually I, would, I get chose or something like that mm. somebody trying to talk to me or something like that but like i was very like self-esteem issues didn't want to mm. talk uh, i was a popular guy but i was only popular because i was a fucking asshole you know what i'm saying <laughs> like so it's like popular for the wrong reasons you know probably yeah. sort of like i build myself up by putting others down you know what i'm saying like roast somebody or some shit like that but like it was an alter ego of mine to make uh, myself like confidence like oh, i don't want to be mike i'd rather be pretty papes because he's like best looking rapper on earth he's yeah. like got all you know what i'm saying he's he's super you know secure with himself this that and it's like <laughs> it was the complete op it was like the person i wanted to be yeah. it was not who i was <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Guys That Listen. I'm Peter. Mario's off on vacation today, but we have a very special guest, our homie, Mike. What's good, y'all? I'm Mike, uh, also known as Pretty Papes. I'm a hip-hop artist, community leader, entrepreneur, and just, you know, all around just nice guy. I just try to bring positive vibes, you know what I'm saying? Damn, dude, you do a lot. I try to do it all, but like... It's funny, like what we was talking about, like off offset. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a damn busybody, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I just be, I, you know, I get, I get, I'm a Capricorn, bro. So I be getting like, what, what what's it with the uh, Capricorns? Uh, like we just always like want to do something. It's always like, every, oh, and yeah. it's like, I don't know. I've been told I give like dad energy, that I always what's, just want to like, I just want to like be busy doing something or like uh, productive or things like that. But yeah. then. Like we was talking about offset, sometimes it's counterproductive. <laughs> really. But yeah. Did you grow up like that? Or? I mean, I grew up in a Filipino household, so mm-hmm. like I was always doing like, you know, chores or <laughs> playing sports or, you know, if you're not doing good in like your schoolwork, you, you busy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we we kept busy just yeah. in general. Like my whole family always kept busy. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh Laguna Niguel, like South County, Orange County. Oh shit. Yeah. That's different. Like a white neighborhood. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah, actually interesting. I, I definitely felt like I kinda I mean, it was, I definitely have like friends that I still hang on to. Like there was like a, it was, it was diverse in Mm. some ways, but like, I definitely feel like a sense of like, I didn't really belong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I felt felt like I kind of like stuck out a little bit. You know what I mean? Did you go to high school there too? Like, yeah. Oh, really? Went to Elisa Niguel. And then actually, oddly enough, bro, like my elementary years, I spent it in Utah, which is random as hell. Utah? What part of Utah? Uh, My dad got a job out there. Oh, shit. And it was like all Mormons and shit. And like, <laughs> oh, where is Salt Lake? Uh, Sandy. It was like a suburb of Salt Lake. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What was that like? Did you realize that it was extremely different? Because, I mean, again, this is just my own like, biases and <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Like, Laguna Niguel, like, feels like a very, you know, white place to me. Right? Mm, and then yes. you go to Utah, which also kind of feels like that, too. Yes. yes. Was there a stark difference? Um, I would say it's funny because I mean I was so young in those days that I man yeah now I'm like getting some core memories here like (laughs) I was so young in those days that I feel like I didn't even know that I looked different you know what I'm saying because I was there for like from kindergarten to like fifth grade and like those are the times where you're like you know like I knew I was Filipino I knew my family with my family was Filipino but I really didn't even know I looked different until I think it was like third or fourth grade i was like playing i was like playing playing basketball and like they're picking teams and then someone just said i picked the darkie <laughs> and i just oh, i remember hey. that's like a core memory i like i totally fucking forgot about holy that but now i'm like holy shit like i totally remember that like and that's kind of when i realized i was like oh like i'm i was like i look different huh do you remember how you felt during that um uh, that's like i was like cool me i was like okay like I, I don't i don't think i like felt offended i don't think oh. i felt like 
pissed off or anything. I was just like, oh, that's me. You know what I mean? Mm, it was like a real like, because I don't know, when you're a kid, like when you're that young, like you don't really, you know, a lot of those stuff doesn't really like register like, oh, like yeah. I'm different than these other kids or I'm, you know, and I don't think they like treated me super differently like that. Like I don't think I was treated like poorly or anything. It's mm. just like, it's kind of like an, a, a wake up call. You're like, oh, like I'm not exactly like y'all you know what i mean yeah because when you look at other people you're just like the people around you you just kind of assume that you're just like them you know what i mean yeah uh, that's interesting because like for me my experience was definitely different i grew up in santa Ana, mm-hmm. and i remember my first experience that oh people are a little different mm-hmm. and i th- i think i was like five years old and we were at this park down the street it's called john adams park and me and my cousin were playing like in the park and these kids came up, they were Mexican kids and they were like, Oh, what's up chinitos? And at first, like I didn't really, I was like, I was like what? I, I kind of put that? it together like Chinese and I'm not Chinese by the way, but you know, to every what Mexican are you? person, what I are Chinese. I'm, I'm Vietnamese. Okay. Okay. So I, I just kind of like, Oh, okay. They just are just calling me Chinese. Like, even though I didn't know that's exactly what it meant, but then they had approached us and like approached us very aggressively. Mm-hmm. You know, and funny enough, me and my cousin were making like toy swords out of like these, basically the frames of windows that we took, and then mm-hmm. we just like hammered it down. So, so when they came at us, they actually came at us. Yeah, and like we swatted them away with like these like, <laughs> metal toys. Yeah, your sword, sword fighting with them. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were kids, so like even prior to me actually going to like kindergarten or something like that, I already had idea that I was, like, different due to that experience. I mean, you felt different, but did you feel like... You still felt like you belong, or you felt like it was, like... You felt felt a little out of place? I think I definitely felt out of place, but I didn't understand that it was a... It was more in those kids' households where that Mexican culture is more prevalent. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the kids themselves. It wasn't the kids themselves. I I didn't feel like, oh, shit, this is how Mexican kids are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like, oh, those specific Mexican kids were like that. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a lot of Mexican friends. I, I never thought any differently, but I also understood that our culture is very different mm-hmm. as far as, I mean, even though we're both like minorities, yeah. but it's different when you're a minority in a minority like yeah. society. You know what I mean? Like over here, it's predominantly like Latino. Yeah. Right? So like for me, it was like, oh shit, I always stood out as an Asian kid because yeah. there was... So I was I grew up Latinos, with a bunch yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all Latinos, you know what I mean? People probably just assume that you were like Latino, but you just had like yeah. you had like the, the, the Chino eyes. Yeah, yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you know, you grow up with like a lot of good friends who, you know, they they prove you right to where it's like, Oh yeah, it's not all kids. Yeah. But it does leave an impression on you. Because yeah. that was the first time I ever really because I when they called me Chino or Chinito or whatever, so like I never saw it as um like a color thing. Yeah. It was, it was like a eyes thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a feature. It was yeah. a physical feature. So I never understood that. And, uh, you know, even after that, I was still trying. It took me a while. You know, I think I didn't really register, like, when people talked about skin color until I was, like, probably, in, I think, around third or fourth grade. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I forgot who I heard it from, but they're like, oh, the black kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would look around, like, yeah. where? What black kids? Yeah. Because... The black kids weren't black. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like dark brown. You know what yeah, I mean? I yeah, yeah. I was looking for like, like, like night, night like, time. Yeah, like, like black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, what the hell? So I, did, I didn't understand that. And then, yeah. you know, like when they were like, oh, you're yellow. I was like, 
like am i like (laughs) what are you talking about even like so yeah hearing like the darky thing for me i was like like, wait am i darker than you like i was like i thought i was just like tan kind of but yeah exactly you know what i mean like oh like i'm dark dark you know what i'm saying yeah did you you know since after utah it, mm-hmm. Since they didn't treat you any different, was there a time when you grew up in middle school or high school or even after that that you did feel like that was the case? I don't think. See, like the thing is, like it's the same thing that you mm-hmm. were saying. It's like I don't think it was like the kids themselves, but it's yeah. like I guess like what they were brought up in, like their households, things like that. Um, I didn't really experience much like blatant like racism per mm-hmm. se, because like, but like if I think back, like. I don't know, like, my high school, it was very, like, it felt um, felt kind of, like, segregated a little bit. But then I was, like, yeah. I don't know. I was, honestly, I'll be honest. I, I got a good personality. I was a popular kid. I was okay, a popular cool. guy. So, like, I, I mean, I had friends in, like, all different groups. But I remember, like, you know, the basketball players, like, all the black kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was friends with a lot of, like, Latino kids. And, I mean, even one of my main producers, like, Los Wave, mm-hmm. Latino dude. And I remember, like... His whole lunch table was like all like the Latinos. Oh, he went to school with you. Yeah, yeah. He went, I went to high school with him, and then oh, my sure. other, um, I went, dude, two of my producers actually. I went to high school with my brother, my brother Chasen, mm. and then he's uh, he's black, and then like all his, all his like basketball homies and just et cetera, like they would all hang out somewhere. And then I had like I had friends that were like in like the water polo team, yeah. and this is all just like white boys, and they yeah. were like party, you know what I'm saying? And it was it was like That's interesting. I kind of like jumped from group to group as far as like people I would hang out with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then even like my best some of my best friends growing up, they were Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So it's like there was like a diversity, but then it's like they would all kind of see each other, but then like core friends, people would kind of still like it's something I noticed later in life that they would kind of still like stick to their own. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. like on purpose. I think that's just like a comfortable thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree and, with that. And I didn't really have that many Filipino friends in high school, man. Wow. No, yeah. I mean, like, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them not let because like all like the Asian kids, they were all like part of this shit called dance appreciation. What's that? Pop up, you know, dude. When I went to when I was in high school, it was like 2009. So that's like America's best dance crew times. Oh. Like uh, Jabba Walkies was all oh, popping and shit. Okay, okay, yeah, and yeah. like I used to like you know I used to pop and lock at like the school dances. I would like nice. battle people and shit and you know use it to friggin' try to talk to girls. <laughs> the shit the shit did not work. But like I remember like them not really wanting me in there. I remember wanting to be in their group and then like them like not wanting me what? in their group. That was kind of like a weird thing. That's like I didn't really know where to go so i like i had like my two or three best friends but then they're all from like i feel like all my best friends were from like different like pockets of groups you know what i'm saying so like i had my core group that i'd hang with um but like they would all like also have other groups and shit too so you weren't accepted into the asian group i was not accepted into the asian group and like bro low-key like was there like like a gpa requirement or something i don't know i think i was too bro i mean honestly in high school i was a bully too i was a little bit i was a little bit of an asshole too oh shit really so like uh, is that something in hindsight or did you know that that's something in hindsight i did i feel like i didn't realize it i mean even in well middle school i was more like middle school i got in a lot of fights bro i think i got like four fights um within like two years just like just anger problems bro because like filipinos we're like really we're super nice i don't know if you know like filipinos but we're like friendly as hell yeah but like so friendly that we will just like let shit build up and then like somebody who's gonna make us explode will like i don't know if you ever seen like i don't know if you have you ever seen the rage of a filipino woman i mean (laughs) i I have i have have. different their eyes go like this and then, like they put, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, so I feel like I've seen that one time, yeah. and it was because like some really bad shit happened 
with one of my friends who's Filipino and his Filipino girlfriend, who, mm. who was also my friend at the time. Yeah. And she's a small Filipino one, and she <laughs> flipped the switch, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I never no, thought I'd terrifying. be so scared of such a small <laughs> yeah, person. Dude. It's, like, it's like a rage, though. I don't know, because I feel like we are like, you know, taught to be polite, taught to be friendly. We're like natural hosts of people. We like hosting yeah. parties. We like having people over, um, you know, making sure everybody feels welcome. Like yeah. That's a part of our culture. But I feel like sometimes that causes us to like, bottle our feelings in and then if somebody just like pokes the bear a little bit all of a sudden you're like ah <laughs> like you know so that was definitely something like i didn't even figure out to tame to like later in life i mean oh, we're shit. talking like mid-20s type <laughs> shit man really yeah Damn. was there a time when you were growing up that you witnessed that was it like from your parents like mom dad or aunts? yeah i mean i feel like it's funny because like i even talk about like when I mean, my parents are still married amazing they're like actually like my biggest supporters ever but i remember growing up though too like um i feel like whenever they would argue like my either one of them would explode either my dad or my mom but other than that it's not like they're like big they're not bickering back and forth through the house they're not like you know because most people will like they'll if something happens they'll they'll say it right off top or they'll say right off top like for us and i even experienced this in my own like relationship um but like yeah like you just letting it slide, letting it slide, letting it slide, letting it slide. And then all of a sudden, like, here comes the fucking volcano. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I feel like anytime they had an argument, it was like screaming match type shit. shit. Or like, you know, dad fucking throws some shit. Like, he like he, he would just get at it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't hit nobody. He'd get angry and just break shit. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like now, like, even in my relationships, like, I kind of would do the same thing. Where it's like, I'll just let some shit slide or it's okay. And then all of a sudden, something pisses me off. And then I'm like raging i'm like saying all the things that i was holding back from before i'm like bringing up up shit from like a year ago or something like that and they're like i don't even know you were mad about that you know what i mean so it's like it's a it's an interesting like it's an interesting like coping mechanism where we just we kind of let it bottle up and then blow and then bottle up and then blow Hmm. uh something i'm trying to break though i was was talking about the meditation thing yeah it's like you know and and communication i'm trying to get better be a better communicator you know yeah no i feel you because uh I was kind of like that too when I was in one of my past relationships. I, everyone used to be like, "Peter's fucking insane," right? And mm-hmm. that was because I would explode. And, mm-hmm. and until then, I seemed like the most like level-headed person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm fucking like smashing TVs and mm-hmm. just like things. Now that I look back in hindsight, I could probably save some money yeah. on not doing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely gone to a point in my life now where that doesn't really happen as much mm. like at the most the like, most you just yell into a pillow yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think now it's like now now it, it's, it's, it, it went from like breaking shit to just like yelling and it, it actually takes me a lot to get to the yelling point yeah. but what gets me to the yelling point is when you're when the other person points out like to tell me not to yell yeah oh, when okay. i'm not already yelling you know what i mean yeah. where it's like the other person's like hey uh, can you not raise your voice? I'm like, I'm not raising my voice. <laughs> I'm just talking to you like normal. I'm, you want to see me raise yeah, my voice? Yeah. I'm about to raise my voice. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's yeah. what triggers me. That is the egg on. That is the is. That is. Or it's like, for me, the trigger is like, if I'm like starting to raise my voice, and then their voice raises because oh. then it's like a match. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're not about to be louder than me, bro. <laughs> like, hold on. And then it's like, ah, ah, it just like, yeah, it just goes up, bro. Oh, so you up. said you've been dealing this for a while. When was the first time you noticed it? Mm, probably. So like, uh, 
going through a separation this year. I was oh, okay. married. Um, oh, shit. Still married, actually, but separated in, like, March, right? And then I feel like right... It's weird. You know, like, I feel like you go through, like, that honeymoon phase. I don't know if you've ever been married, but I feel like yeah. once we got married, it was like, you know, you set, like, these certain expectations, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and then, like, I felt myself getting angry easier more you know what i'm saying oh, wow so like a lot of a lot of like what happened between us had to just do with like my inability to control my emotions you know what i'm saying Shit. and um it was like it was tough bro like i kind of had to check myself like okay like this is really not a healthy thing like even like i'm just thinking like health problems too like i could feel like my damn heart pumping fast so i could feel like my freaking veins popping through my yeah. head and my fucking neck you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, like yeah. and it's crazy because like a lot of people that are you know that i like do business with a lot of people that know me as pretty papes etc like they wouldn't really ever see me as like an angry person like most of those people never even see me mad yeah like okay even like it's funny i had rehearsal last night uh for the house of blues show and like i was just anxious just because there was like i thought we was just gonna rehearse but we ended up having to do like a bunch of different like press things and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff and i just i just came to like get down and rap and i was like i was just I was, you could kind of feel like my energy was like, I was like, bro, like I'm antsy as hell. And even people then were like, yo, I've never seen you like this. I'm like, it's like, well, that's weird as fuck that you've never seen me like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, but like, maybe, you yeah. know, I feel like for me, I'm so used to like putting this like game face on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Putting this like, you know, as an artist, you always want to like, you want to be yourself, but then like when you, when you're doing your music, you are living like a persona. You're li- you know what I'm saying? And then you're not really like, Right now you're talking to Mike, and it's like, but you're not. If this is like a pretty pace interview, I'm like, oh yeah, man, what else you are? <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was be giggling, but like, it's it's different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it's like two different, it's like two different um, personalities almost. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they're both. It it's on. both you, yeah. but like, you know, you turn it on. It's crazy. I mean, I noticed that you said. I mean, it sucks to hear about the separation. I, yeah. To me, I feel like that's never good news. No. Right. No. But, I mean, you seem fine. You seem like you're See, doing all right. The thing is, it's like, I was, dude, I was fucked up about it when it first happened. I mean, like, for real, like, I was feeling really fucking depressed, bro. And, like, I would just kind of, I would go to the studio and I would just, like, fucking, like, stay there. I would, like, almost, like, stay there overnight. Be there oh, for, wow. like, you know, we'd be there. I'd get there, like, fucking producer trying to kick me out. My boy Bula trying to kick me out. <laughs> I'd get there at 6 and then, like, not trying to leave till, like, fucking 5 in the morning or some shit. It's like, dog, we've been in a session for, like, 11 hours. Like, are you done? Like, I was just kind of, like, burying myself in, like, my craft and, like, the things that I, uh, I wanted to do. I was drinking. I mean, right now I'm on a 30-day cleanse, but I was oh, nice. fucking drinking a lot, smoking a lot, uh, other fucking drugs and shit, too. Like, yeah. just... Just partying, trying to, like, numb through it, and then trying to, like, act like, oh, dude, I'm so happy. Fucking single again, blah, blah. I'm like, what's up, boys? Boys night or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, like, act like I'm uh, I'm trying to turn up. or I'm trying to act like, uh, but I was definitely, like, shit. I saw, like, three, four months where I was just, like, sad. But then only, like, my real close ones really knew that I was, like, sad like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was still putting that, like. That, that game face on man where you're just like oh man like, well i can't let them see me because like i don't know as men we're like never we're taught to like it's it's weak you know what i'm saying like it's it's a sign of weakness and yeah. so like you want to stay strong and you just want to be up but i mean i feel like certain people could kind of tell it's like dude like because i don't even i party but i don't even party like that and i was yeah. just like you know it's kind of going off a little bit um 
but like i don't know through that though like i got so much closer to all like my friends and like people that i collaborate with so it's like you always kind of have to be like my my dad told me he's like you have to be like grateful for the bad times you got to be grateful for the good times because they always they always lead into each other you're never going to have it all you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah so i felt like even though like you know, and we, it was a mutual separation when we broke up. Like, we're still, we're still friends. We still, like, talk and shit. But, like, when that happened, I also realized, like, how not that close I was to my friends as I thought I was. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I didn't realize that I was, like, kind of neglecting y'all, too. You know what I'm saying? Because then I started hearing about their problems and what they're going through. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I would have never, never fucking known. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. It's it was a it was a blessing and a curse, bro. How long were you guys uh, married for? Uh, we were married for two years and together for like seven. I remember you said that like when you guys got married, mm-hmm. you noticed that you would get more upset. I feel like my like my temper oh. would be a little bit yeah. higher. I feel like there was more pressure to like mm-hmm. okay now there's like there was like for me there was this internal pressure of like now you're going to have like a family to provide for. Now you're going to have a wife to provide for. Now it's like, cause before I'll be making music and it's just like having fun, you know, being free and all that. And that kind of like put the pressure on it. Like, Oh shit, I got to make this shit work or else like she's going to leave. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? The future life that I wanted is like, it's like, a, it was a lot higher pressure rather than me just living. You know what I'm saying? And then when we got married, we got married during COVID too. So it's like, I married during COVID and like, we're not really hanging out with other friends. We're just like, married and we're just it's just us two there's nothing to like bounce off and like i feel like even when we were first dating it's like the the um like how do you say like the format of hanging out Mm. was like you know her friends my friends my friends her friends we're in groups doing couple shit Mm. you know like i mean we would do like dates on our own too but a lot of the time we're meeting up in groups so now it's just like oh shit we're married and it's just us two every single day it's yeah. covid we can't fucking leave the house we can't do nothing and it's like yeah bro it was it's definitely like a it was a difficult dynamic to be like yeah. to start with you know what i'm saying yeah that's that's interesting because i i do feel that there are couples who need like their own space to do things you mm-hmm. know and whether it's like your friends or her friends, that's like a different dynamic that you guys had and it worked like that. Mm-hmm. But then you put yourself in this situation where you can't see anyone but each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah and everything changes, right? Yeah, no, it's a completely different it's a different dynamic. And like from when you guys got married in COVID to now it's been what, like almost three years basically? Yeah. yeah. Was there any situations or any times that you could tell like, oh, things are kinda changing and it's not changing in a way that i would like yeah i mean well like shit i'll be i'll be like 100 percent honest too like because i don't got shit to hide but like for me like i definitely ended up getting like feeling a sense of like boredom Mm. so and then a sense of you know just just me and her the whole time so i was like talking to other girls and my dms and shit like being like doing not trustworthy type shit like i wasn't linking up with nobody but it was like just doing sketchy shit, like being the guy who's just dropping a fucking fire emoji, and I'm like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? But like, but but yeah. before when we were together, before we were married, like I wouldn't even, I wasn't even think about doing oh, that wow. shit. I wasn't even like, like lusting after anybody else. Yeah, but then yeah. once we got married, I was like, I don't know, it's weird. Like when you get married, you have like this That's FOMO so all of a sudden. You're like, oh fuck, like 
It's like you're being on the other. You're like on the other side of like a glass wall or something yeah. like that. And you can't fucking. You're not part talk of the to group no, Yeah, you're not part of the crew anymore. You can't go like I don't know, bro. And it's I feel like it's all mental though too. You know, you know what I mean? that's that's so interesting. I, I never so you know my stance on marriage is like I personally don't want to get married, right? Like I don't really care for it. I think that you could be committed to a person without having to do that. Yeah, I just don't really care about the government being in my business, right? Like, yeah, that's my main thing. But I always just thought that people who get married is. It's just the same thing now that you just have a piece of paper. But yeah. there, there sounds like there is like different kind of pressure yeah. that you feel. Because now that you mention it, I notice that I do treat my married friends a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you're saying you feel that from the other side. Of yeah, the class. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like so like you can't. I can't come do certain things. I mean, like it's it's not like I wasn't invited. Or like yeah, that. yeah, I'm a good fucking time. But mm-hmm. like, it was. Um, no, it was like that, but like it's like it's like that. You all of a sudden get that FOMO feel, and even though like mm. you know when when you're when I was on motherfucking boys to men reference on you know what uh-huh. I'm like I was like oh like this is this is who I fucking want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is I don't I don't see myself in nobody else. Mm-hmm. And then even on marriage, on like on wedding day, you're like oh yeah, like I was like I really I'm locked in. I fucking love this person so much. Yeah. And then like you know some months go along like it that's that's the funny part for me it's like it wasn't even it didn't even take long for me to get that fomo and that's when i realized like wow like i'm really fucking immature bro you know what i mean like i'm yeah. a, like, I'm a fucking kid <laughs> yeah yeah i, mean, I was but, like bro i'm married to this girl and i'm a fucking kid yeah. bro like that's the thing dog that's, that's interesting i mean at least you mm-hmm. realized it right yeah and you, you didn't get to as far as doing something because mm-hmm. i i do see that too as soon as my friends get married i'm always like Oh, you know, like the shit that we say as guys to other guys, like maybe we shouldn't say that in front of him because he's married and he's expected to have a li- like a higher level yeah. of like maturity. When really he's the same you guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's the yeah. same guy. The same you know what I mean? Because yeah. around my married friends, I don't really like say like the dumb shit that I say around mm-hmm. my single friends. Mm-hmm. Or not even single friends, but my friends who are not married. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. And it's not like we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It just ends up being like that. Yeah. You know, I was like married to like you start kind of like, you start living like vicariously through your single friends. You like you like yo. So what? Who's little shorty you talk to? He's like, oh man, it's like you was getting into. Oh, you was getting this weekend. Fuck yeah, bro, that's fucking dope. Like, how was it? You like you try to ask for details and shit because yeah, yeah. like you know. And then it's not like you know, it's not like um, it's not like I don't got something at home and yeah. I don't have something great too. Like it's just like FOMO. Yeah, it's true. You get this fucking weird FOMO. I don't know. It's fucking weird, bro. Yeah, I'm curious why that is because I, I do have. Well, he's no longer married, so yeah. it's a little different now. But yeah. I had a friend who was married, and um, whenever I go somewhere with him, I'm not really the guy to – I'm not out there to, like, get girls most of the time. You know, like, if I end up in a relationship – most of my relationships are very long and, like, monogamous, right? Like, 10 mm-hmm. years, four years, like, they're f- yeah. fucking long. So yeah. I don't really have a chance to really go out on a date, and most of these relationships, they, they're cultivated through, like, a friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll hang out, and then, like, it becomes a little bit more than friends, stuff like yeah. that. So, I'm not one to, oh, let's go to the club and, like, let's, let's find some bitches. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. like you're that not, You're not, like, hunting for hoes or nothing no, like that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 like, never, basically. Good uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different lifestyle, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have people like Mario, who's yeah. always on the hunt. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah, you have yeah. people like me, who's, like, a little lower than yeah. that. You know, let's be... We like different things. I like staying low. He's like more like, oh, let me go out and get that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would notice that my buddy would always tell me like, oh, that girl's looking. Let's go. You know, you should go talk to her. You know, I'm just like, damn, it sounds like to me that you want to talk to her more than I want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you're pushing me to do it. 
so that you can live vicariously through me. Yes, yeah. Well, because he well he was like married, right? So yeah, yeah. He was married, or he was just had a girl, and he's just like yeah. telling you, he's like, "Yo, go yeah, talk to yeah, her, yeah, so I can her. watch you talk to her, and pretend like I'm you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a bro. It's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic too, because like I remember, because I mean even before before I met um, her, like. I was literally like this was also like my first long term relationship ever. I never had a relationship that lasted more than like three months. Oh wow. Of like dating, like you know what I'm saying? And then I'm just like either like over it, bored, or I just like think their conversation is just lame. Cause I probably cause I went out with that intention of hunting. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And then you and then you get it and then you're like, mm, this bores me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it's and um not really like knowing how to like develop that connection. But then she was like the first person I was able to because we started off as friends too, so it's mm-hmm. like we were the first person I developed like that real connection with, and then I was like, okay, like this is what this like. And then I remember being single, mm-hmm. and like I would just be like longing for like partnership. And then once you're in partnership, you're like, ah, oh, damn, it was so dope to be single. Like it's the grass is always fucking greener, yeah, bro. It's 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 a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing. But now I'm like in a space where I'm like, I'm okay being alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of that also stemmed from just like. Just don't want to be. Just don't want to be alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like now, I'm like, I'm now that I am alone. I'm really like enjoying my loneliness. I don't know. Like it's it's. Time, I don't know. I'm like in a. I'm in a wave where it's like it's, it's fun to like be able to like spend the time with yourself, uh, find yourself, uh, do shit, do whatever the fuck you want with your time. So like right now, I'm like in that space, and it's been That's cool. Dope. That's dope. I'm yeah. I'm kind of on the same boat. Like I've been single now for two years. Mm. And after pretty much all my long-term relationships, I'm usually single for a while. Yeah. Like two or three years, you know? Okay. That's just what I do. You take like a gap. It's yeah, like yeah. a single gap, and then it's like a long-term relationship. And like a yeah, yeah. Gap. It's, okay. And it's not like I'm looking for Usually, it's never when I'm looking for a long-term relationship that I end up in one, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, it's just funny because um, I've been listening to a lot of like different podcasts, and they're saying like, oh, people are not dating as much, blah, blah, blah. And one of my buddies, he knows that I don't right now i'm not looking for anything mm-hmm. nor do i have anyone that's piqued my interest right mm. but he mentioned to me because he's more of a chronic dater than i am <laughs> he, like, he like yeah a relationship he's back in the other relationship like a month from now you yeah know I mean? yeah i got friends like that too. yeah yeah and he's he's very good at keeping it down low too so i'm like he's like yeah me and my girlfriend just broke up i'm like you had a girlfriend like, what thing, you know <laughs> like what I mean? i'm like which way. one was it yeah you know but he was just telling me something that kind of made me think differently because a lot of my friends view me as like, oh, he's kind of cynical. Like, that's why he's like, mm. he, he's in that space where he's cynical. He doesn't want to date people. And he was saying like, oh, you just don't allow yourself to be happy. Like, you don't mm. want yourself to be happy. I'm like, no, actually, I feel very, very happy. It's like, I want to keep being happy. Yeah. yeah exactly. But I mean, I don't know. Like, what what makes him say it's like cynical to be like, you know, I think it's, want to it's be his alone. own perception yeah. is that like, oh, he enjoys being in relationships. So therefore, maybe he thinks I should be the same way. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's also, you know, the same thing with the married couple who are like, oh, why are you single? You know what I mean? Like, why are you not married? Yeah. It's because they're like, oh, you know, this is what we have. Come yeah. You don't want it too. We're happy. Yeah. So therefore, we're going to impose our beliefs onto you. That's you know real I mean? shit. Because they're yeah. like, because they, because they, they want you to have this feeling that they have yeah. so bad, even though like, you know, you've had that feeling. You're just not like, you're not seeking it. And it's not like it's not mm-hmm. coming for you. It's just yeah. like, you'd rather it come organically or rather just come from a real from a real place rather yeah. than like you're seeking it so hard mm-hmm. that you just 
you make a rash decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. also it makes me question because sometimes I do feel like maybe I'm playing it too safe because I'm just always mm. having these organic relationships where like it just unfolds. Right. And I'm also a firm believer in not having life give you everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you should go and chase after. So were you in these like relationships, were you the one who was like the initiator or was it just like kind of initiated or it was just a friendship first and then like, cause I, I know how that feels too, yeah. where it's like, you know, like there was times too, like even when I was like younger where it's like, I was very scared to be like the first one to like choose someone. Instead yeah. you just get chosen. You know what I mean? You yes. get chosen and then you, you build a connection. You're like, Oh, like this person's dope as fuck. I'm so happy you chose me. But then like you want to, you kind of want to be like the one who's chasing too you know what i mean yes yes yes, that's true i think that's just uh you know especially nowadays like women have so many options like they're, they're gonna get chased and yeah. it's rare that they're gonna yeah. you know pursue you right and it's rare you're gonna talk to a girl who's like who doesn't have like a few on the roster you just yeah, yeah. you want a team yeah you made a team you might be the starter you might not yeah might not yeah. be on varsity yeah, but, you you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh no i i do feel you i i think because i i like to really analyze like how i am as a person now like deeper than how I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if it is a case of either fear of rejection, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah, it's, it's like what you were saying. A lot of these relationships I end in, it's not so much like they'll initiate, but in a way where it's like, it's telling me like, it's okay to push this further. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're I'm giving like, you permission. Yeah. I think prior I was always so worried about like, am I going too far? What if I make them feel uncomfortable? I think that's always in my personality where it's like, I don't like to push people to make them feel uh, uncomfortable. Uh -huh. So therefore I'm let them tell me if it's okay. Yeah. I feel like that comes from our culture though too. You think like, so? I feel like Asian culture, we don't like people to feel like we just do anything possible to feel like, like make people feel comfortable. Like you ever been to like Asian household and like the person's mom, they oh, like, yeah. they grabbing like everything out the fucking pantry. They like, they grab, they making you a tea. They're like, okay, get you anything else. It's like, Oh, they're moving the ottoman for your feet and all this stuff. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you just really want people to like be comfortable before you make uh, like that move. And you kind of, you know, I feel like I'm the same way though too. Like I don't want to, I don't want to make somebody feel uncomfortable, get the wrong idea. Just because, like, for me, too, like, I appreciate people as people. Like, whether I'm attracted to them or not, it's, like, I just appreciate this person as a person. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to fuck up, like, okay, like, a possible, like, friendship or some, being friends with you. Because, like, for by being, like, too forward. But then, at the same time, it's, like, sometimes if you want something, you do have to be forward. About that's it. also and very like, true. Yeah. I think uh, I haven't met a person that's like that. I talked about this with my cousin off camera earlier. Mm -hmm. I was talking about how... As a, as a guy, we're more notorious to think with a different kind of head. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen that through the years of having big groups of friends where I'm like, damn, like, I knew you guys weren't going to last. Yeah. And you guys just fucked up this, like, circles dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, was it really worth it to you? Yeah. Like, why do you have to be so impulsive? And just think, like, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems nice right now. You have a crush or whatever the hell, but like, yeah. think about the long term dynamics of things. Yeah, yeah. Like, you now, you know, I have certain friends that they won't even hang out with the group if the other person is there. Cause, because, like, they've already had history. They've already had history. But I'll, I'll tell you the other side of that coin. Mm. So, I have friends too that are like, you know, have like certain girls and like their friends. I'm not going, I'm not going. I'm not gonna rat you out, bro. <laughs> not gonna rat, but uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so like you know, like so like the friend I'm talking about, like he has a, this girl that's like 
been in the same friends group for a while and he didn't want to fuck up that dynamic or whatever mm. but like they always like clicked mm. and then now she's got somebody who's like uh, I mean parents looking like they're gonna get married and this that and now he's sitting back wondering what if you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's like there's the other side of that too where you're like you I, yeah it sucks because they fucked up the friend dynamic and they couldn't be friends anymore but like yeah. I feel like if that attraction is there either way if somebody doesn't act on it it's probably not like it's it may, you might still be friends but even if you're friends and then they go off with somebody else and you're still like like damn like i should have gone for that you know what i mean like it's like we could it's like we could have been something too who never know like i feel like that's what all that's what all drake songs are made about. yeah 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 that's <laughs> like, true i thought you were telling me a drake story yeah right bro like because it's it's there yeah there is the other side of that of, of what if you know yeah. what i mean it's like what if i went for it and then you're yeah, like you your it could have been yeah it could have been something it could that could have been my my freaking soulmate but oh. i didn't know see that's where maybe i'm like cynical right where mm-hmm. you know you hear the people who say like what if yeah. oh the one who got away yeah. you know what i mean it like, ends up being the wife buff, white buffalo or some yeah, shit like exactly that. but and, then and yeah. for me though like i i almost never think like that because mm-hmm. i'm just the way i see it is like you you have one life Right, whatever mm-hmm. decision you make is whatever decision you make. You don't know if that could have been better or not, right? Yes. yes. Let's say you know, inversely, or they end up dating and then you know they break up. Then you're like, oh, what if we just stayed friends? There's always gonna be a uh-huh. what if on both sides, right? If. Yeah. So you just gotta be okay with the decision that you make, and I think that's, that's true. how I am as a person. It's like I'm always okay if they found some find someone else. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm happy. I'm for very you. real. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm like happy for you. I'm like very realistic about yeah. the situation. Yeah. You know, and I think some people. They they live in the past a lot because that what if is you know that not, is living in the past. that isn't living in the past, and to me, I feel like I don't have really enough time to be focused on the past. You know what I mean? Because I I could I I used to say this when I was younger because I was like mad manipulative, mm-hmm. but you know I'll say it to like my ex girlfriends like oh yeah you know we just found each other at the wrong time, and I'll put something in their head. Like, oh, yeah, but in the future, you know, once we're more mature, definitely there could be something there. As if there's, like, a chance. <laughs> you're trying to leave the door open, you know though, just, mean, in exactly. case, just in case. Like, that's, that's, that's a man play right there. Though. So you try to leave the door open just in case I got to hit you up and it's late. And exactly. You know, but now, up. you know, being older, I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's, that's terrible. Because it does mm-hmm. really fuck with people's heads when you mm-hmm. do that. You mm-hmm. realize, you don't realize, like, how negative that is for people. Some mm-hmm. people can't move on because they, can't move on. They, they leave that door open. Hold on to that feeling, and then yeah. they, can't, they can't talk to anybody else, so they just feel like anytime they make a new connection, well, mm-hmm. it's like, well, it's not him, though. Yeah. I'm going to just wait for him. Yeah. He's he coming back. Yeah. They motherfucking not coming back. And by the time they realize, they're like, oh, shit, he, he isn't coming back. It's like years down the line, like, damn, I wasted my youth and all yep. these other things, and yeah, that's man. scary. People dude. get hung up on that. That's no, that's scary. true, though. Like, that is, that is a good-ass point that it's like you just live with the decisions you make and like and it makes you into like it'll make you into a new person anyways yeah, so it's like on. i don't know i feel like we change we change every day bro yeah. like we're not I mean, me from yesterday it's not the same me from yeah. today so it's like your match your current match changes every day too you know what i mean like who's currently like compatible for you who's best for you can change within the day you yeah. know what i mean so it's it's a trip bro it yeah, is that's cool i, I kind of want to hear about because to me it sounds like there's an, you're saying every day, but yeah, I'll just call you Pretty Papes 2.0 right now. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there seems yeah. to be a different mic that's like arisen out of this whole depressive, you know, like sad situation. Mm-hmm. And the mic in front of me seems like he's a lot better. I'm not saying that you're fully healed yeah. at all, but like, yeah. it seems like you kind of got it together a little bit. I feel like I've definitely 
healed a lot just because like bro like this is probably the first i didn't realize how much i was neglecting myself with being in a in a relationship because like honestly like i mean dude I, I i still love her i love that girl um but i feel like our situation was very codependent mm-hmm. where we were like both like wanting to be with each other so much that we don't want to be with ourselves you know what i'm saying and it's like we don't like and it's like what was the real reason behind like me always wanting to you know hang out or her always want to hang out do things and um like was it because like you want to like always spend time with this person or was it because like i don't want to spend time alone man because me alone is fucking scary and then you know what i'm saying like and then i had that like dark ass period of me just alone for like those first like few months and then like kind of navigated through it and i was like you know i'm pretty i'm a pretty cool guy to hang out with by myself like you know what i mean so it's it's um Man, I did a shitload of reading, bro. Like, I fucking haven't even read since high school. And I just, like, literally was reading books, audio books, you know, doing the whole fucking, the whole fucking self-help yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, dude, like, those are, those books sell a lot for a reason, bro. It's, like, it's, it's real shit, man. And, um, yeah, and I got to kind of just, like, lock in on, like, my craft. And it's funny, too, because, like, I feel like even in our relationship, too, like, I would always be, like, in my head, like, oh, like. Uh, she like holding me back from different shit it, like she wasn't holding me back you know what i'm saying like but i would like be like in my head like oh like she's you know if i was just if i had just more time if i had more time to do this i had more time to do that like my my music would be going better if i had more time to do this i would like be like closer to these other whatever connections it was like it was like ego career oriented like um drive you know what yeah. i'm saying mm-hmm. but then like now that i'm like I am alone. I, I'm like, I'm alone. I was like, I was like, dude, like I manifested this over a long amount of time. Like I was talking about this to myself in my head mm. for a while. And then now it's here. Like what the fuck are you going to do about it? You just going to fucking sit here in bed or are you going to like take advantage of the fact that you alone, but you, it's also an opportunity, an opportunity to get close to your collaborators, an opportunity to make more music from like a real place, an opportunity to, to be just, I mean, dog, I, like, re, like I started, I feel like what helped me heal was just like going outside, bro. Just going to like, just going to events, just going meeting new people, just yeah. doing things, um, throwing events with my friends. Like, that was like the shit that really like got me through it. I'm like, oh, like th- now I have a purpose. Stoked you know on saying? life. Yeah. yeah, now I have a purpose. Now there's like, now I feel like people rely on me. You know what I'm saying? Like before, like I was making music, but like, I didn't really feel like anybody like relied on me to make mm-hmm. these songs. I'm just doing it freely when like when I have the time and pushing when I have the time, et cetera. But now I'm like, okay, like there's people that are like actually like counting on me too to like be able to do what I do. And it's it's actually a fucking beautiful thing. You know what I mean? That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. It adds like value to you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're here to kind of serve in a way. Yes. That's something I realized this year too. Like art and then even what we're doing in this podcast right now, like this is service industry, bro. We're, we're serving the people that like, may be afraid to do this or may like you know or just they got like a long they're having a hard time they're having a long day and like we're like their little we're like their little um shit that they look forward to their yeah. little escape you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like we provide a pretty important service in in people's lives bro no definitely i actually ran to a friend at the gym earlier today he was like oh, i've seen your podcast you know like uh he was like i kind of want to talk to you and so he had a conversation yeah. Yeah. and did you mic him up 
No, I didn't. We should have. We should have actually. You're like, here's actually, a lavalier. You know, that's, that's the thing. After after that, I was like, fuck, man. We should do podcasts in the gym. Be kind of mm. tight. You know, while working out, just like talking. Yo. I was like, that'd be kind of dope episode. Yeah, that's actually a fucking, that's a good thing. But actually, yeah, I didn't work out at all because we just stood there talking. And I was looking at my time. I was like, fuck. Mike's about to be here soon. Yeah. I guess, so I, I had uh, to dip. Funny. But he was just, um, one of the things that we talked about was, um, he was just like, oh, how are you, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't been doing that well, but I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow, I appreciate you for being so real with me. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was telling him, like, uh, before I was so used to going to, like, autopilot mode where if you asked me how I was doing, I would tell you, I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. You know, and I slowly switched it because I was like, oh, is that really how I feel? Or I'm just yeah. saying that, which yeah. I, you know, was just saying that. Mm. And I start to have more authentic conversations with people when I was being honest about what was going on. You know, it's actually really, it's really, really refreshing. Tiring. Yeah, it is. It's very refreshing, even when it's about a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's actually very tiring to act like you're positive all the time. You know what I mean? Being yeah. inauthentic is very tiring. It's exhausting. Bro. It's very the exhausting. Game, the game face that we're talking about, like, that, yeah. that shit is pretty exhausting. It just, is. Like, keep it up is. all the time. Like, I mean, I understand it in certain situations, but, like, yeah. if it's somebody who, you know, you know will understand you if you just say, oh, you know, I'm not really doing good, and then they'll... They'll probe you and then shit that you didn't even know. The re- you, like you, you start figuring out the reason why you didn't feel good, mm-hmm. like through yeah. them. Like you didn't even know why you don't feel good. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, like that's why. Thank you for this combo. And then, you know, yeah. and then the rest of your day is better. And what's crazy is that these talks about the things that don't make you feel good it actually gets you closer to the people who ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you're, if you say you're always okay, you're, you're never going to break past that barrier. Mm hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I have friends now that I could talk to about anything. And yeah. it's just like you were saying that you didn't realize you were neglecting certain friends until you were in a situation where you had to talk about what was going on yeah, with you in your life. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, you're actually going through things, too. And now you feel a little bit closer because yes. you guys could both open up. Yes, exactly. It's the, I mean, it's that giving each other. I feel like that's like giving someone the green light, too, where you're like, if you if you don't like hit that little pretend on them they're like oh well then i don't have to do my game face either and then they're like and now it's like oh shit like that's that's how we're feeling that's that yeah. like that's who you are you know what i mean like yeah because so yeah, i feel like yeah this year i've gotten closer to so many friends that like i feel like wow like i didn't realize some of those these relationships were so surface level and then that shit made me feel fake i'm like damn like i was like was i being fake by like just putting on the game face or just saying i'm good or yeah. not really asking you these deep questions or only talking about whatever the light shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. the easy shit to talk about you know what i mean because yeah now that i've been from yeah dude just because i feel like i've been collaborating a lot more with just like all these other artists and like yeah, really having these deep talks and like when we're in a studio like the best part of the studio is not making a song it's like like the song is only gonna be good if you have like a really good like hour long conversation at least like minimum hour long before you even start yeah because like if you just come in there dry no no context no story no nothing like Mm -hmm. you just you just end up making something dry too so it it really like it translates in what you end up creating you know what i mean so it's it's important bro to have those combos i see that Uh, i mean you know who Rick Rubin is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He, he talks about this where it's like, oh, you, you kind of want to have a feel for the energy in the room. Yeah. You know? And he was saying, like, once you kind of, like, talk to people and stuff, you, you get a feel for what they're aiming at. Especially mm-hmm. if you're talking about collaboration. Right? Yeah. Whether if this person is just in here to get their 
five minutes of fame mm-hmm. or they're in here to collaborate to make the best possible song mm-hmm. right it's like what's your motive and you, you kind of get a feel for that as you're going through having this conversation and then collaborating and working on this this song like you probably wouldn't know that about them if you just went into making the song sometimes. Because, yeah. like, once you start making the song, it's like you're obviously not having no combo. You're busy, like, trying yeah, to punch in. You're sitting there just fucking writing about who knows what the <laughs> fuck what. You're about to be way more cryptic and try to hide, like, yeah. what the fuck you're saying and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, I mean, I actually, it's funny you said that, Rick Rubin, because, like, I literally listened to, like, that whole audiobook, like, twice. I, I, my other shit, I drive Uber. So, like, all I do is, like, I'll be just audiobooks. listening to music, listening to songs, but like recently, bro, I've just been addicted to like audiobooks. Bro, I've done fucking same. finished like eight audiobooks this year. Yeah. But like that Rick Rubin book is like was very eye opening yeah. for like the way the mindset you should have when you're going into any type of creative process. It's yeah. like you should, it, the, I mean, it's not about the audience. It's about just like a lot of it is just about pleasing yourself and like making sure that you're going to, you know you're going to feel better after you do this or you're going to feel good about this after yeah. you're done. And that's, that's, that's the same shit. Like how you felt better after having that combo at the gym mm-hmm. and you were not feeling good when you got there. Yeah. Like it's the same thing as in there. It's like, Oh, you didn't feel good, but now you just flip that negative into a positive and yeah. now you feel great and mm-hmm. it's already, it's off your chest for real. And it's not like some shit you're masking, some shit you're game facing, bro. Yeah. Especially if you're honest about it and you're genuinely excited. I have a buddy, his name's uh, Andy Nguyen. He's like a serial entrepreneur, but he mm. used to do a bunch of clothing stuff. He ran this streetwear brand called I Am King. He did all these other things. Oh, yeah. He's just been yeah. a no in shit. the no yeah, guy. Yeah. Is he the, is that the Andy? Because I, I, I know him through my cousin Tim. Is that the motherfucker who got all the afters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, I've heard of him, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been in the know for yeah. a while, right? Yeah. He's just like one of those guys where... He puts something out and it's gonna usually work. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, oh, you know, like how, how can you tell when something's gonna work or not? Like, he was like, oh, usually if I really, really like it and usually I only push things that I like, I get very excited. And then I tell people about it because how can p- other people get excited about something I'm building if I'm not excited about it? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. he has to feel good about it. I yeah. was like, okay, that's true. Because yeah. I, I do notice. You know, again, maybe that's just being inauthentic. But when being younger, when you have to push things that you don't really fucking, yeah. you're not really quite passionate about. Yeah, yeah. But you try to say with that like voice, like, oh, you know, thank you for calling, like whatever. It's like, yeah, we're conditioned. Yeah, we're conditioned. You know, yeah. to to act a certain way, to have like that phone voice go on. You know, and I think now being older, because I, my regular job, I'm kind of in sales, but I, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't really say that I'm in sales. I say that I'm here to kind of educate people. And okay. that approach has really allowed me to be excited about the process, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to sell people anything. Yeah. I just want people to like what I'm telling them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and really believe what I'm yeah. saying. And once I switched to that process, like, my job has gone a lot better. Mm-hmm. It, the way that I think about it and the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. not inauthentic anymore. That's, that's real shit, though, because I feel like even when I was younger and I was making music and, then like, you know, you're hitting the classic, like, link in bio, like, freaking, like, listen to my shit. Yeah. And you're trying to, like, sell it like, <laughs> it's the best song ever. Like, it's it, it's not the best song ever. Yeah. And, it's, and people aren't buying it because you're trying to fucking sell them. But then once I just started kind of, like, just being this fucking honest and just like, okay, this is why I made this and this is why I'm excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. that's when, like, things started to be like, oh, like. Really? That's, that is like, I do like this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, they only liked it because I like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's, that's when you realize, too, that we're all so, 
we're all so similar. You know what I'm saying? We all like think the same. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you like something, chances are somebody's just like you and they're going to like it. And then if you try to sell them on something, chances are they're going to feel like you're trying to sell them on something and yeah. you're not, you know, it's not going, it's not going to penetrate, bro. It's like, the, it's like the difference between saying, oh, I'm not feeling too good today or I'm fine. Yeah. Like, you know, like they might not buy it when you say you're fine, but they're not going to ask you about it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, because <laughs> after a breakup, I call this people about breakups because I haven't yeah. been married before. Yeah. But do you feel like your level up right now, if you want to call it a level up, yeah. is duly part to the fact that you went through something so harsh as to separate from someone that you were married to? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was, I don't think it's due to like, oh, yeah, um, He's single now. He ain't, he ain't got the ball and chain anymore. It's more of the actual experience itself. Mm. The experience of, like, hurt. The experience of, like, you know, yeah. grieving. That experience where, you know, you know that it's not really going to be the same as it was. You're saying, like, bye-bye yeah. to your past life. And you're now jumping into something new. I feel like that experience itself is what's helped me mm. grow. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah. that, that's, that's why I'm, I'm grateful I mean, I'm grateful for that experience that it was, and I'm also grateful for. You have to be grateful for these, these tough times, these hard times, man. Because if it was all honky dory, you all yeah. like happy all the time, like what the what the fuck are you gonna learn, man? You know, you're never gonna be, you're never gonna grow. Like, I mean, you, the only place to grow is like from discomfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was very uncomfortable for me, but then I found a way to become comfortable with it. And now I can find new things to be uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. and and keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I kind of want to ask you, since it seems like it happened quite fast after you guys got mm-hmm. married to your yes. separation. Yes, definitely. Because we, we had a friend on, she's a divorce lawyer, mm-hmm. and she was mentioning how marriage, one of the benefits of marriage is it actually makes it really hard for you to get out of, right? Because the divorce process is a bitch, Yeah. right? I'll probably still go stay married for a cool bit. Man. Yeah, that's, that's what like, I'm saying. It's expensive, bro. Like, I got to, yeah, I got to hey. get signed to do that. <laughs> yeah, because with all yeah. this going on, you know in your head, you're like, fuck, I got to go through this lengthy-ass process. It's uh-huh. going to cost money. It's going to uh-huh. take time. Uh-huh. So before most relationships pull the plug, right, you typically have to think, like, is this it? Yeah. Or do I keep on going? Because yeah. this might not be worth going through all this hassle mm-hmm. for right so maybe i should stay and keep on trying mm-hmm. at what point did you feel like okay well see i feel like for us though too it's like sure it's like a mutual separation but for like at least for me too like and i don't know if she feels the same way whatever but like for me like the door is still open it's mm-hmm. not like it's i don't think shit is like i don't think anything's ever over you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? if you guys grow back into each other you grow back into each other i'm not yeah. like pushing it but like i don't think but then that's maybe me not trying to let go too. Like even like, I'm trying to like separate the two right now. Like right now, bro, I'm like staying in this apartment that we shared, and like living beyond my means, doing all this <laughs> different shit. And like I'm, but I'm moving out in February. But I was like starting to realize it was metaphorical. I'm like I'm holding on, yeah, holding on to something, hoping that like you know one day I wake up and then she just you know, it's it we back to what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're still. So at what point do you figure out when it's really over? I have no fucking clue because I'm not even there, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just I know I've been through the separation. I know I've grown, and I know I've been able to like find myself and find my own peace, mm. which is cool as fuck. But like, um, yeah, like 
I, I don't think if you have if you like really into somebody like even if you break like even you think about like your first girlfriends where you like you had like this deep soul connection and then something happened whatever like if you were to walk by that person today you guys still saw each other locked eyes you still have that same fucking connection like there's certain things that are like hindered in between it mm. but like there's it's it's electricity bro you know what I'm saying it's it's deep it's deeper than that shit so mm. it's like when do you, but then when do you learn to like choose yourself is more of the question it's mm. like when do I learn to just be like fully selfish and then be okay with like this shit being like completely separate um, I think that's the real reason why people end up being divorced because mm. it's like it end up taking forever to get divorced and if you get a quick ass divorce that means y'all probably wasn't really that connected in the first place and then that's why you got divorced because you realize oh shit like I don't fucking like this person you know what I mean yeah. like but like I think it's different for everybody, bro. Like, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because I, yeah. I do also think if it takes a long time, if it takes a really long time, yeah. it's probably because you guys end up hating each other, right? Because yeah. yeah. at this point, you're from the divorces that I've witnessed, yeah. at that point, they're usually what happens. They're fighting. Yeah. Yeah, at first, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, mutual. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I love her. She loves me. Like, we're just, it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then, one thing changes, like, oh, actually, I want the bed. You can't keep the bed, you know? And then it's like, oh, you want the bed? Well, I'm take the dog. It gets petty. And then it gets petty, right? And then now they're fighting, and they're trying to get the most out of each other, right, at mm-hmm. this point. And that's why I noticed it gets really ugly. And it, it extends. Like, dude, I, man. It extends I, it, but then that's what creates the separation, too. Yeah. That's where, like, okay, like, no, I really don't fuck with this person now. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? exactly, but exactly. Yeah. But thank God you guys are, like, chilling. So that's. Yeah. Very different. I I feel like yeah. most couples don't get that. Yeah, no, it's it, most people are not like that. Like no. I mean, like it's. Um, but then still, it does. T- I feel like that process does take forever for so many re- for so many reasons. I'm talking like yeah. financial, emotional, yeah. mm-hmm. um, hanging on to the past. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like people like living in the past, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even my situation, leaving the fucking door open just in case. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. because you said this is your first long term relationship. My first long term relationship, yeah. bro. Dead ass. Yeah, I've been. Were you? Was it easy for you to walk away from the past ones? Like three months? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Yeah, because I wasn't into it in the first place. Oh, it's like I, my intentions were different. I was just like, I was just trying to like, I was young as hell. I was trying to fuck, man. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm being like, if I'm being blunt, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, you know, you chase, you chase somebody, then you get them, and then you're like, all right, that was cool. And yeah. then like, they stick around for a little bit, and you're like, I don't think, it's like, I don't think this is it. Or yeah. like, you know, or like that person like feels way heavier for you mm. than you do for them and it makes you uncomfortable i feel like that's what's happened to me a lot because mm. i'm like i'm very um i feel like even now but like back then too like i was very just like bro I'm, my fucking stage name is pretty papes bro i'm very into myself i'm a very <laughs> self i'm a very I'll, I'll be honest yeah. i'm a very self-centered man like you oh know what i mean honest, like yeah. i don't think i'm a narcissist but i'm a very i'm just a very self-centered person i don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that it's just like um and most my artist friends are. They're very self-centered. They're very you got to have some kind of confidence. Yeah. Back to you. Yeah, know? yeah. They're very, very into yourself. You're very into yeah. what you do and what you, what you want. And then it's hard to make space for others, bro. Yeah. That's what it is, man. So I kind of want to ask you, when that time came, when that separation was happening, yeah. what was the feeling that you had? Because for me, I've, I've only had long-term relationships yeah. and that, like visceral feeling of like, oh, this does not feel good has always happened to me mm-hmm. after every relationship. 
mm. this is your first. So I, I'm sure probably the one that you feel most strongly about. Yes. Right? No, so without a doubt, I'm kind of curious, like what? So like first, okay. So like, it's weird for me. Like we started off like, you know, you know having these different problems, trust issues, things, etc. Um, I feel like every, I've been told that like so many relationships do this. Like the the last band aid that you try to do is like the open relationship. You're like maybe we could still be together, but like be with other people too. And then like you know I was trying. We we're both trying that out for a little bit, and then like eventually it came to a conversation where it's just like maybe we should be separated. And then um, honestly, it didn't really hit me. I just kind of agreed. I was like, I agree, okay. And then like. You know, next thing you know, like we're separated. I'm still sleeping on the fucking. I'm sleeping on the couch now every night. We're sleeping in separate rooms, etc. Um, and like, it didn't really hit until she actually moved out. And then I'm just, re- I'm like, because we would still, you know, we still have like our banter. We'd even like talk about like, oh, like who are you dating or who are you dating? Like, because we're still friends. Like that's my best friend. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then once I was actually alone, I was like, oh fuck, like I'm really alone man and like i'm alone and like also like <laughs> when we first broke up there's like no fucking furniture i had a true rapper's house like no fucking <laughs> furniture in the bitch we got like one tv uh <laughs> like just <Yeah>. fucking like <laughs> deli meats everywhere <laughs> like just it's a fucking mess bro like, with there. all this barbecue yeah, sauce on it you like <laughs> Yeah, bro. Just wearing the same yeah. dirty ass shirts not doing laundry and shit, oh, shit. like it's, yeah it's bad bro but um it's like that's where I had to like relearn myself and like learn how to be mm. alone because I didn't even know like it's like we've been together so long I didn't even know how to be alone and then I kind of that's what I kind of realized too it's like man like maybe I was just like really afraid of being alone because this is I'm here now and this is fucking terrifying you know what I'm saying yeah. and that's why I would just be like I don't want to even be home I was like oh yo what are you doing right now like, oh you want are you doing a session tonight okay I'm coming oh yeah you Oh, you starting a group? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna join the group. It's like, oh, like I'm, yeah. I'm literally just doing anything to just not fucking be alone, you know? And you then just occupy yourself. Yeah, just occupy my mind, and then all of a sudden it's like, I kind of started feeling this rhythm where I'm like, okay, like, this is this is not like as bad as I thought it, it would be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I started to enjoy being alone too, and then that's once you like once I learned how to enjoy and be okay with just, just being alone and doing my own thing, like that was. That was cool because, like, I mean, really, I was like that before we got in a relationship. But then it was it was such a long relationship that I, f- I forgot, bro. I forgot. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you're like this, but <laughs> for me personally, mm. after I get out of a long relationship, I go through this, like, destructive phase where I, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck yeah, I'm just going to live it up, yeah. go party, go yeah. drink, do whatever. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm still a very productive person. Yeah. In, yeah. in the meantime, I'm yeah. working, doing everything I need to. But at that point at the breakup i'm just like i don't give a fuck i'm yeah, just gonna do whatever the hell i, I want shit for sure. right yeah but there is a certain point where you're like hey maybe there's better things to do yeah i mean maybe this is not how i want to live my life because i always feel like that destruction is made so that you could you know build back up again mm-hmm. you know at least for me was that was it like that for you too? I think so. I think so, man. It's like it's like I mean, I used to work construction, bro, and like yeah. you have to do demolition before you can build something new, right? Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Like so, I think, yeah, like that was definitely like a demolition phase, man. Like you know, you got to break down, you have to break yourself. You have to like 
honestly do all the things that you were thinking about doing when you know you were like all the shit that you were like man it's like wow i was single i would do that and it's like you know i fucking you know did all that shit and then like i was like okay like what now you know what i'm saying and then that like once you hit that what now and you kind of you're bored of that now you're bored of i mean some people god bless them never get out of that destruction phase because they're hanging out like they're hanging on to some but then like once you kind of get out of that phase you're like holy shit like now this is now I got like a clear canvas, yeah. and I could paint. I could do whatever I want with this canvas, you know. Yeah. Was there yeah. a turning point, like a certain situation? You're like, oh, um, I mean, I don't think there was a singular turning point. I think mm-hmm. it was, bro. Shout out my brother, one of my like main producers, Buller, that I got really like cool with, bro. Like, we just had really like long conversations because he, I mean, he's had like hella like relationships problems too, and like, mm-hmm. I I never really had like a. A male friend that I could talk like that openly with. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like most, most like my guy friends, like, especially like growing up, like, we're party friends, bro. We just drink, we do drugs together, we just do, you know, and then we just make some songs, whatever, but like, we're not making songs like off of like a good ass conversation. We're making songs just off like, off momentum, off like being lit, off, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, trying to, in our heads, like, oh man, this, this one's gonna hit the club for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like that's that's like the that's the dynamic in a lot of those like friend groups, yeah. especially when you're younger. It's like you're not the connection is not as deep as you mm. as you. Th- I mean, like we'll have deep combos, and like I I still talk to a lot of like my like my friends from younger too. But then I'll even notice too, like sometimes when I see them too, it's like we speak a different language. You know, and like now it's like I speak a different language almost, and it's like because I'm always trying to like cut deep yeah. now you know what i'm saying like i because i enjoy dissecting people dude i don't know like i i really like i mean I'm, i feel like i'm a probing person too like mm-hmm. even when i be driving uber like i'll be asking how their day yeah. and then like they'll say what well, that i'm like okay so why i'm like oh well you got problems <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's just interesting bro. It is, it's interesting because it like we're all we're all like humans we're all the same bro human dynamics and psychology is like super interesting Dog, yeah. that's why i'm, I'm best, hearing bro. this i'm like you're the first person i've ever heard of getting out of a like divorce or separation this seems like very tame for the most yeah. part you know I, I feel like I always witness it really go down the deep end. You know, it's very volatile. And even the recovery is like volatile. You know, even the recovery, like, oh, the the divorce is done. This should be it. Time to move on. You know what I mean? Like, you've already fucking held on for so long while this is fucking Mm -hmm. been extended year after year. Yeah. But even then, I'll still hear, like, oh, yeah, I heard they're dating this person. You know, it's like, like, you got to let go. I don't know if you're like me. I'm a person where... If I still have feelings for someone else, mm-hmm. I can't move on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong yeah. or right. Yeah. I'm just saying personally, I can't do that. Yeah, right. I can't be thinking of someone else when I'm dating someone else. Yeah, you know, it's weird for me. Yeah. personally. I mean, for me, like, I wouldn't say like, oh shit, like, oh, I've completely moved on. I don't think I've completely moved on at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. Cause I mean, I've tried to like date girls, even like girls that like, oh, like this girl's great, like she checks all the boxes, but I'm mm-hmm. just not into it. Yeah. Why is that? You know what I'm saying? And it's like I think it's more of like me seeing like for one I mean for one it wasn't like a volatile breakup. It's yeah. like I honestly we separated because we wanted the best for each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we did so, like have like that we did have like a really like healthy connection, healthy love, but you know, just both kind of dropped the ball in certain places and that was you know, that's really it. You know, yeah. we're human beings and then 
you just kind of realize like okay like i could still live my life and do like the things i was put here to do and i could it's like i could still be sad and do all the shit that i want to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it doesn't you know and then i feel like for me what got me through it is the support system though mm-hmm. like not being judged for you know i could say whatever i want around my friends and nobody's judging me bro you know what i'm saying i know i love that for you dude yeah, like it, not everyone has that that's yeah. that's i think that's what it comes down to yeah because really. yeah. you know you keep on you said the word like lonely a couple yeah. times i don't yeah. i don't feel that from you because it it sounds like you're being heard and i think that's usually when mm-hmm. people feel lonely is they feel mm-hmm. like they're not heard yeah you know yeah so i don't think i'm actually truly lonely no you you're right uh, just being just like that feeling of being alone yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but like yeah, no, I, I think that's what it is. Like, I, I was not really, like, I was given the right advice, surrounded by the correct people mm-hmm. throughout the whole process. And I feel like, and you're, like when you're saying, like, uh, people will hang on to these different things, a lot of times it's, it comes from outside influence, too, where it's like, oh, can you believe she's dating, whatever? And then their friend is like, yeah, that bitch. And then it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, fuck her. And, yeah. it's like, and then now it's like egged on, and now it's like, it's part of your friend culture to hate that fucking person. Yeah. And now it's like, if, if it's like, if, if, if my friends were like that, or all like, Oh yeah, fuck her, blah, blah, this, that, then maybe I would have been like that too. And then like, now I'm holding on to it. Not even because I feel that way because I'm like, I'm trying to be a part of the herd, man. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then they're, you know, yeah, you, you hear that shit too. It's but. crazy. Cause people are now way more connected than ever. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to find out what this person's been up to. You can fucking find out, bro. You could just go on their social media. If they yeah. block you, you, probably have a friend follow them yeah. you know what I mean? it's like it's crazy I, yeah. I hear about couples always asking for updates on, on each other well not couples but exes yeah asking for updates and they have friends who follow their ex Checking and they'll, on them. they'll yeah, go back and like little minions like, oh did you hear what this person toxic, did bro. i'm like what the fuck do you like get on with your fucking yeah, life man yeah. like i so i had a situation where and this wasn't even my friend trying to be like a snitch or anything like that but he was he knew my ex and he was just like oh you know um is, is she getting uh, married? I think that's what he said. And this was like, you know, we were together for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, oh, I uh, saw a picture of the engagement ring on her, you Damn. know, social media. And it hurt. was the first I had heard anything about her in a while. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of like checked mm-hmm. out and didn't try to just move on in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, I felt this weird feeling in my gut, like, oh, fuck, yeah, is it true? And I knew at that point, if I had opened up my Instagram and, like, checked the profile, yeah. that I'm not truly over it, and mm-hmm. what good is it going to do for me? Make you way more Like, sad. let's say it's true. I would feel bad. Yeah. Great. You know what I mean? I just put myself in a shitty mood. <laughs> if I don't check and I don't know, what does it do? You know what I mean? Like to me, it's like, it just makes me feel like, Oh yeah, I have no idea. Might not feel great about the idea that it's possible, but it's better than knowing the details. Better than knowing the details. Cause yeah. even if it's not true, right? She's not engaged. Like what does that do for me? It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. It's literally just messing with my mind the way I feel just having those thoughts. So I just, I literally had my Instagram open and I just closed it. Yeah. Good for I you. Didn't bro. Look at it. Good yeah. for you, cause like it's yeah, cause like shit like that will put you right back in the past. Like oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure, like for sure. we live on a plane of time and space, man, and it's like we can we could close our eyes and see these different times, and we could live in that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like that's that would cause you to live in it and be like you'd be living in the time where you guys were together, 
and then she's getting married to someone else while you guys are together even though you're not fucking together bro it's <laughs> yeah. not you know it's over you know what i mean yeah. it's like so i mean it's it's um it's interesting though i feel like i mean i heard like uh i don't know if you heard this like phrase too where it's like depression is like depression is like a form of living in the past mm-hmm. and then anxiety is like a form of living in the future oh wow you no, know i haven't that's, um that's i feel like for me i'm I suffer from like hella anxiety. I'm always like tapping my fingers. Mm-hmm. I'm always fucking thinking. That's why I got into meditating and shit like that too. Yeah. But like, I feel like that's, I've never, re- I mean, that was probably the first time I experienced like true, like depression. Depression was this, you know, past like, and it wasn't even like super long and I still get like, I still get little fits of it there here and there. But like, I feel like my anxiety overpowers it, which is like, a, it's not like the best thing, but it's like, at Weird least means I'm lining. looking to the future rather than <laughs> yeah. like to the past. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'd rather be anxious as fuck about my future than like, you know, True. than depressed about my past. Cause like, I feel like if you're neither, I don't know if you're not anxious and you're not depressed, mm. I mean, you are completely present, but then it's like, I don't know, like there's, is there growth in that? Because I mean, because because I mean, do you do you find yourself? Because you're like a busybody. Do you do you get like anxious? Or do you yeah, get, you like, know what? I actually, uh, I think in the past two years was the first time I had like anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. So I I wasn't prior at all. You know, I wasn't anxious. And I do notice that it came from a couple of things. It was one, me being unsure of the future, mm-hmm. and two, me worrying about things that are out of my control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I think three. If there was a third one, it would be from my lack of confidence in myself. So mm-hmm. prior to the past two years, I never felt like I couldn't figure anything out. Like yeah. I was the guy where it's like, give me more problems. Yeah, yeah, you know You're what I mean. Problem solver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also a problem starter. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit both. Right. Yeah. You started to solve it. Yeah, yeah, like I'm one of those people where like. I'm just like, I chill, don't worry, I got this, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. in the most shitty situations, I'll be like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and I figure it out, and then people are like, what the fuck, yeah. you know? And this was the past few years was the first time where I felt like, oh, damn, I don't know if I got this. And I, I really had to address a lot of things myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about that, mm-hmm. which is what was your approach to getting better? You know, mine was understanding that I had a lot of problems, and if I look at the bigger picture, I'd be overwhelmed, and that's when I would be anxious because I'm like, what, what solutions should I take to handle all these problems all at once? Mm-hmm. And when I became a little bit more, like, you know, narrow-sighted and focused on, like, one problem at a time, at a time. then it didn't seem so hard to kind of take care of it. And that yeah. was my solution to handling my anxiety. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it always came with, like, figuring out one thing at a time. I mean, I think for me, bro, it was – so, like, the – first book that i read like out of this shit um was this book called atomic habits oh yeah i was just trying to build like a better like routines because i realized like my routines were very inconsistent you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying um and it was something i like didn't even like it's funny because it's like even just like working out or like eating healthy like i didn't identify with that i would be like i was like oh that's not me bro like i'm not the workout guy i'm not like the fucking i'm not about to like eat fucking you know this i was like i want to eat a burger i don't yeah. like I, no but chicken it's like, and broccoli it was, yeah it was part of my fucking identity though you know what i'm yeah. saying and it's like once i realized that it's like no your identity is whatever the fuck you make it like that's when it's like that was kind of an eye-opener for me mm. and then reading that atomic habits was just like it made things really like 
problem's really small. Like it's like it's like you're in math class, but like you're solving like the basic problems first. You're doing the basic stuff, and then after that, you're kind of like progressing towards yeah. shit that's a little bit harder for you. But like for me, just building a routine is really what got me through it because it's like it made me like disciplined on myself. It's like, and then it, I, like I got to a point where it's like if I didn't fill out that routine, I'm fucking like. I'm anxious all of a sudden. I'm really fucking anxious, dude. Like, so it's back like, to square one. Yeah, it's back to square one. So I was like, I have to keep doing this routine. And I feel like in that routine made me feel accomplished. It made me feel better about my day. It made me feel like, oh, I, I did something today. I don't. And then that is what kind of like fought like that depressive hmm. type feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like instead of feeling um, sad that, you know, something is not going to work out. I'm like looking forward. I'm like, oh, well, this is like working out kind of. This is kind of working out kind of. And it's like, it's um, like those victories in private, bro. Like those little private wins that it's just between you and you. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best fucking feeling. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like even yeah. just me just like making a fucking fire like dinner for myself. Like that was just like, I was like, oh, this is, this is great. And I'm all, you know what I mean? Like that's what made me appreciate being alone is like those little private victories. And then you're like, okay, like I could. You get the confidence. Like, I could do this, man. You yeah. know what I mean? No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I was the homie that I was talking to at the gym, I was talking to him about the same thing. I noticed, at least for me, when I would feel really depressed, not so much lately, but mm-hmm. it comes in waves, right? It does. And usually when you feel really depressed, it the depression part lasts longer than the I feel good part. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. So I always see it as like a, a window of opportunity, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you start to feel a little bit normal and not quite as depressed and you could do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. But in that time you should be doing things that progresses you along and mm-hmm. makes you feel more confident. So mm-hmm. that's why it's good to do, to have those routines in place. Mm-hmm. Cause after you do it after a while, it becomes like a habit, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to make this win by going to the gym. Yeah, now it's your identity. Yeah. And then, yeah. then even if you don't feel that great, it's like, Oh, you went and you got it done. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then that window starts to open up a little bit more and then you can add things mm-hmm. onto that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I went to the gym today. Next I'm going to, you know, go meet up with a friend and like figure out like what song we should work out on next mm-hmm. or what event we should produce. Yeah. Right. And you make that a habit. And then the window of opportunity grows and grows and grows to where it's like, Oh, the waves, the small, the smallest waves are actually the depressive ones after yes. a while. Yes. But if you don't get into that routine and you allow it to kind of cloud your judgment mm-hmm. and get you back to like square one, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it's the reasons a lot of people don't know how I feel like now, especially with you saying that, you know, you read and you, you know, learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of research on like what you could do yeah. if you feel like that. Yeah. Back then, what the hell would you do? You <laughs> go to a doctor, yeah. they'll diagnose you, give you a couple of pills. Yeah, you, some you go meds. do some pills and you go to the bar and you get some bad advice and you <laughs> yeah. fucking go act on that advice and what the fuck. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Dog. So we do have the tools these days, like, which is we like, do. I mean, I think that's the most powerful shit, though. It's like yeah. we have the ability to like study ourselves and like really like break down like the science of of us you know what i'm saying like i feel like that's kind of what i did this year and i feel like honestly over the past six months i've probably grown more than i had over like five years bro like i don't know like just personally that's just how i feel like maybe maybe i might be exaggerating a little bit but like i that's that's how i feel i just feel like i'm like okay like the fact that i know that a like when i'm not feeling well i can still do the things i have to do Mm -hmm. B, if, um, you know, I'm sad or something like that, I could still, like, create. I could still, like, you know, be the person I am. Like, I could, 
had like a better sense of like self acceptance like yeah. through these through these like little just developing these little routines that are you know and it's like it's really not super time consuming it's just like it's mental bro what were the steps that you took to to change your actual steps like the mm. from the moment you realize like damn i gotta make a change i feel like i'm still taking those steps you know mm. i feel like those steps don't end ever but like the steps that i took was for show like my favorite one was was low-key was reading bro like mm. just like i didn't realize how much i like that shit like i feel like in because like in high we're in school and shit like that and like somebody like tells you to read something and you have to read something yeah and it, but it's like when it's like your choice to there's like a complete it's like a complete different like dynamic um i, was, I would say it definitely started with reading and then it started with like working out because i mean before when i was in high school like i played sports and shit like that and then you know for a long time i really kind of neglected my health um the gym and like the gym and working out it's the only place where like life is fair like you get you get back exactly what you put in you know what i'm saying and yeah. you, you feel stronger it, it it gives you more energy you know what i'm saying like i think those first two like steps was just like maintaining body health mental health just by like regrowing my brain kind of reprogramming certain shit like that was and then like what i said before like the private victories mm -hmm. like once i was just having like little happy moments and i'm like all alone i was like oh like this is this is cool you know what i'm saying like that was that was definitely the the jump start to it um and then now it's like now i'm like starting to it's funny because like now i feel like i'm starting to add things onto my plate and like like yesterday i was telling you like at the rehearsal thing i was feeling like really anxious and kind of like almost like fucking like on edge and like if somebody i didn't snap at anybody but i felt like if somebody like yeah. tried to like get at me i would have fucking snapped you know what i'm saying like the filipino anger would have came back <laughs> yeah. and i was like damn like what why am i like um like fabricating pro like blessings into problems mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like there's a bunch of people there like to like support me and like they're there like for me to like help me and then i'm like I'm like, I'm like, why am like, I got home and I was like, just like, why was I like annoyed at these people? Like these people are all here mm -hmm. for me. And it's like, I also asked for this. So it's like, why do I get annoyed or I get like, um, uncomfortable with the things I asked for once I received them? you know what i mean is that i don't know it, it, i don't maybe that's something you could expound upon because like i'm still trying to figure out like why i'm like why am i all of a sudden you know yeah. we fabricate new problems when when the shit goes away uh so you know i'll expand on what i think because i don't you know this is just my opinion yeah but i'm very similar except for the fact that i don't get annoyed when people show up for what i ask for yeah. i am very self-destructive Mm -hmm. so I'll do something to make it not go my way you know mm -hmm. and I think my own personal opinion my situation is that I don't believe I deserve it almost like I might be confident but I'm not sure if I quite deserve the blessings that are coming my way so mm -hmm. I'm doing things to say like well you know I'm not even going to give my chance to get to be successful mm -hmm. because then there's no way I could fail because maybe it wasn't even meant to be for me. Mm -hmm. And that's my own personal opinion, my situation. Because yeah. I have seen it and I, you know, I hate comparing, but like I've seen a lot of people in my industry and industries that I belong to and people doing things that I've done and 
they succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like what's keeping me back, a lot of it is me. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm scared of not being able to stack up. I'm scared of like feeling that this wasn't purely because of me and therefore mm-hmm. I don't deserve it. And uh, I mean, I feel I really relate to that, bro. Like you, you start getting these like things you ask for and it's like, Oh, like I'm not really like worthy of that. Yeah. And then I also relate to like, Oh, it's not purely off your own strength. Cause like, I mean, I feel like even like in our culture, it's so like, it's so uh, praised to be, Oh, like he's independent. Oh, he's like, he's like, he's just, he did it all by himself out the mud when like, that is never the fucking case, bro. Yeah. Like it's ne- like you always need like people, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a lot of time that's our ego talking, telling us we don't deserve it because like, oh, this person did it for us or this person did it for us. And it's like, yeah. or it's like, or it's our shadow saying, oh, you wouldn't be shit without this person or you wouldn't be nothing without this person. And it's like fucking right. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. of course it's like, you kind of need that. And it's like, you do need like people to see that you're worthy before like you can look in the mirror and be like, I am worthy. You know what I mean? Like I'm still going through that right now. And I feel like that's also, I mean, dude, I've been making music for like 10 years and I feel like year, year 10, it's been like the most productive one. And it's like, uh, I was talking to a buddy and it's like, um, he's like, the, the work is never like the hard work is never here. Like what we're doing right now, this is like the fun part. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but like the hard part is like, in here like that that inner work and it's like once you kind of once you kind of figure that out now you're going to be able to elevate to who you always wanted to be or who you always knew you could be mm. you know what i'm saying it's like the process doesn't take so long because like all these things that we have to do take forever it's like it's all the things we got to do in here that take forever and it's like the only way we can do those things is through these experiences and they most of the time it's bad experiences like you have to go through some fucked up shit to be like that person that is like is like deserving or like feels like yeah I do fucking I do deserve this all of a sudden and then like I mean I remember being younger too and like wondering how some people would always just be like cause I feel like in our in our culture in Asian culture too it's like um it's always so like uh such a, a esteemed thing to be humble like, oh he's so humble like oh he's so grounded it's mm-hmm. like and it's like but then it's like being like that humble it's the opposite of being like confident and it's the opposite of being like you know there's i mean there's a difference between confidence and arrogance too mm-hmm. arrogance is just like is a lack of comp it's still er- from arrogance is there's a lack of confidence in there and that's why you're overcompensating yeah, yeah. but like a straight like confidence it, it comes from like you know you're you're humble but like you know what you deserve and like I feel like for us, it's like sometimes it's frowned upon for us to like know what we deserve take and, that. and take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we're also, you know, we're people that are, you know, obviously very. It's it's in our culture to be humble, but then also like even like in American culture, we're not we're not really seen until like now, which is lit. Like there's hella like dope Asian movies things yeah. like that, but we're not seen as the main character ever, bro. True. We're always like even just even like media, like we're portrayed as like side character or like the, the and, we're, and it's like we're okay with that yeah. but like i think we're in like a new awakening where it's like you really we do deserve like you do deserve that like you work hard bro you're fucking and bro this is like one of the deepest conversations i've ever had on a podcast thank like you, you do 
deserve everything that you want. It's just um, once you realize that you deserve it, that's when you get it, mm. you know. And um, I feel like I'm going through that, too. Like, I'm trying to still figure out, like, am I worthy? And maybe that's why I was feeling so anxious the other day because I'm like, there's all these people that are here mm. for me, like, supporting me, wanting things out of me. And I'm like, ah, oh, like, what? I was like, why are you guys, like, depending on me? Like, bro, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, you know, and it's like in the shadow in the back of my head is like, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be shit. Like, why are you guys fucking, you know, like, why are you guys betting on me? You know what I mean? But then it's like, I kind of have to look in the mirror, like, they're, you know, they're, they're betting on you because they believe in you. You know what I'm saying? And they see something in you. It's like, and then why, why are we always like the last person to see what's, what's great about us? You know what I mean? Other yeah. people can see it from the outside all the time. But like, it's always so hard to be the person that sees it in yourself. It, that's what takes the longest every time, bro, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's that resonated with me a lot actually. Yeah. There's it's something I kinda of talked about before when you know, we're in Asian culture we're taught to be humble, right? Therefore not to be braggadocious, not mm. to be out there and just like grab everything and be like, We deserve this. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I think about the years, especially my younger years, where it's like there are times where you almost feel ashamed for believing in yourself, if that makes sense. And I, I remember this, maybe this is a dumb, like, childish thing that I'm thinking of, but, like, one of my exes, because I, I never really talk about my looks or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh, yeah, fucking pretty Pete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, but uh, I remember, I forgot what it was. Either I got a haircut or some shit, and I was just, like, looking at myself and feeling like, oh, damn, I feel kind of good about myself. Like, yeah. this haircut's kind of fresh. Yeah. And then she looked at me and she was like, oh, you're checking yourself out. You're, you're conceited. And then I just felt like a lot of shame because yeah. I felt like part of it was like, I don't, I don't know if it's true. Like I'm conceited, but like, mm -hmm. I felt like proud of myself for a second. Mm -hmm. And I was, I felt ashamed to, to feel that. Yeah. You know, and, and ever since then, that way. she made you feel like ashamed for being proud of yourself. Yeah. Like, what the, you know what I mean? Even though I was never a person to even like talk about my looks or it's not, not because yeah. I just don't give a shit. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, ever since then, when I would get other kind of compliments, you know, like, oh, you're doing a good job with the podcast or you're yeah. killing it in March, whatever it was, like my, I guess, Asian humble side comes out. I say, oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not bad. Yeah, that's you know? just, no, I feel the same way when people are like, oh, I love that song, blah, blah. I'm like, it's all right. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not like it's OK. Like, we can't fucking take a goddamn compliment. Nah, bro. We dude. really can't. Like, it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it is in older cultures. Like, I feel like this, this is probably not just like an Asian culture thing, no, but yeah, like, but we really like, it's hard if you don't feel like you're worthy, it's so hard to take a compliment. Like I remember getting compliments and then instead of like being like, Oh, thank you so much. I'd be like, well, you're like, Oh, you're fucking like, I said, I'll just gas them up and yeah, just yeah, divert. Yeah. Cause I don't want to fucking accept the goddamn compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then now, but now I'm like, anytime I compliment somebody and somebody does that, I'm like, no bro, accept the fucking compliment right now. Yeah. Like, or else I'm like, just fucking smack you in the face. Cause I'm still trying to do that because yeah. I feel like yeah. my next level up is right there. Mm -hmm. It's that extra confidence from taking a compliment that's mm -hmm. gonna get me to where i need to be where i'm like no you're right yeah i i did do a good job thank you i appreciate it mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's it turns into your belief when it you, turns into my belief the compliment it turns into your belief yeah when exactly. you don't accept it now it's your identity of the like i don't i'm not that guy yeah it's just you know their I mean? perception of you versus actually being you. yes yes yeah. man so it's like 
sometimes we just gotta yeah that's what this year has taught me it's like sometimes you just gotta listen to your friends because like people people can see like for me looking at you like i see somebody with a fucking so much depth to them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like um and like sometimes you can't we can't see it in ourselves we don't you know we don't have fucking mirrors all the time uh and i mean even like it's funny even like my stage name so like mm. pretty papes it comes from like when i was younger i mean like i had a hard time like like remember when we were talking about earlier like initiating like being the person who yeah. chases usually I, would, I get chose or something like that mm. somebody trying to talk to me or something like that but like i was very like self-esteem issues didn't want to mm. talk uh, i was a popular guy but i was only popular because i was a fucking asshole you know what i'm saying <laughs> like so it's like popular for the wrong reasons you know probably yeah. sort of like i build myself up by putting others down you know what i'm saying like roast somebody or some shit like that but like it was an alter ego of mine to make uh, myself like confident it's like oh, i don't want to be mike i'd rather be pretty papes because he's like best looking rapper on earth he's yeah. like got all you know what i'm saying he's he's super you know secure with himself this that and it's like <laughs> it was the complete op it was like the person i wanted to be yeah. it was not who i was but now like i feel like i'm kind of starting to like find a way to like merge yeah. those two worlds like pretty papes was the persona that's compensating for what mike lacked yes and now you guys are trying to be one in the same trying group. to be like one trying to just be one guy you yeah. know what i'm saying i mean dude beautiful beyonce quote too bro like you're this is, <laughs> right, i'm about to quote i'm about to quote the queen b bro um right. yeah uh the way you perceive yourself is how the world perceives you though mm. you know what i'm saying it's like it's like the and it's like it's it's like how it's that's how will they, they will perceive you and like that's why maybe if you don't feel like you're deserving maybe some some th- outside forces may not have the confidence in you and it has nothing to do with your skill it has nothing to do with your depth it has nothing to do with your knowledge uh it just has to do with like oh like he doesn't really have like that mm. that fire in him or that confidence in him or i can't as I, I can't put money on this guy he can't even put money on himself you know what i mean and it's like i mean i say i've been saying that to like a lot of like my artist homies too like we've been doing this uh actually bro like Outside of this, we should do this exercise together, bro. Mm. We're doing this shit called um, two-word branding. Two-word branding. Two-word branding. It's like, so it's like, it was brought to me by my brother David from All Films. And like, it was probably like a few months back that he did it. Um, Or maybe not even a few months. Like, dude, like probably like two months ago. And this shit like fucking blew my goddamn mind. Mm. Um, So two-word branding, you find these like different two-word phrases that you're either insecure about or you think that people think about you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um... Like, my shit was, like, uh, my two words were, like, something like cringe creator, uh, too old. Uh, <laughs> I could pull out the fucking note right now. It's, like, too, he's too old. He's a cringe creator. He's a, um, he's a, he's a, he doesn't take accountability. He's, like, a accountability diverter. Um, and then the one that stuck out to me was, like, try hard. Because, like, I felt like in situations, social situations, I would just either try to make people laugh or I'm, like, I'm on stage and I'm like doing the fucking most. I'm fucking jumping around all this other shit. I'm like trying so hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like because of that like lack of self-esteem, that lack mm. of confidence, the lack that you don't think I don't think I'm worthy. So I have to try extra hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, but then like and then after you do that, see now I really want to do this exercise with you. You do that <laughs> and then you and then you flip it. It's like a try hard is like somebody who lacks confidence, but then we put the word in front of it confident so it's like a confident try hard it's like so now it's like you try hard because you believe that it's gonna go somewhere you know what i'm saying you believe that there's a purpose behind it and um 
Yeah, but like that, bro, that exercise took me like motherfucking like four hours. I was just trying to figure out like what I hated about myself. And it's so hard to like identify your shadow, bro. And yeah, it's it like, sounds but, difficult. Yeah, but like once you do, like once you do though, because all those things are like in your conscious, they're, they're in your subconscious. Yeah. That you believe about yourself. But then once you like pull them out, you write them down, now they're like in front of your mind. Mm. And now you're aware of them. And then anytime it kicks in, like any of those insecurities kick in about you, you're just like, no, I'm not. And then, and then that's it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm overthinking it. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. So it's like. It is a lot about just like identifying these things that you're not. I mean, that's probably what's helped me the most, especially over the past three months, is just like identifying all the shit that I hate about myself mm-hmm. and realizing it's not fucking true. Like none of it is really true because if we can change every day, we could be a different person every single day. Like you can. Uh, doesn't, yeah. Even the same shit with the identity thing. Where you're like, oh, I'm not a. I'm not a creative person or, oh, I'm not a hard worker or whatever. Like you can change that. Like you can alter anything you want, man. We on, I treat life is like motherfucking video game, bro. Like you just get enough, enough XP points, bro. You go fine, bro. (laughs) You know, but, um, yeah, man, I I don't even remember where I was going with that, but I I do want to, I do want to outside of this. I do want to do that. I do want to do that with you, bro. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That I actually thought that was really awesome because you're basically rewiring your insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I do believe that I don't think it's as simple as like just reaffirming yourself. You yeah, know what I mean? It's not. I, I, I do think that there has to be more than just saying words, but for sure, it's like you were saying, pulling things out of your subconscious. And you know, that's one thing that I'm really bad doing is taking the time to think about these things, mm-hmm. you know? And I think living in a day and age where you just could constantly be busy, you don't allow yourself to really even dig that deep yeah, yeah. you know especially for some something yeah. like what I, I don't like about <laughs> yeah, myself you know what yeah. I mean like, let, let me spend, figure I'm gonna yeah. write down all the shit that let I hate about myself four hours figuring yeah, why I hate myself yeah, yeah that is the fault of the busybody man yeah. we don't we we end up not um uh addressing certain things yeah. like we're busy because we're like dodging these yeah. things and I feel like I was I mean I'm still I mean I wouldn't say like that fucking I'm still going through that exercise right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just like, but I feel like it was really helpful to pull the things that were back here and put them up here. Agreed. And be like, okay, 100%. like now that I know that, what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to let it fucking, am I going to let it eat me or am I going to eat it? You know? Yeah, true. Yeah. At least you're aware of it to yeah. even address it in the first place. Yeah. I think that's the thing, right? I mean, I think if there's anything that is very detrimental to a lot of people is the inability to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a lot of that does come from taking time to really look in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you're right. Like I, it's funny because I I only look at my glaring issues. Yeah. Like this is a big flaw. So <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> but to look at the little things that might be like the building blocks to the reason why I am the way I am, or the things that I view as like a big flaws. Yeah, it's probably you know it's just like taking the smaller problems and like tackling them first. You mm-hmm. know. It is. It is kind of like that. It's yeah. like does just doing the doing the little stuff first, and then eventually you're you're able like that window you're talking about. You open up that window, yeah. and now you're like, you can let more shit in. You can let more yeah, shit yeah. in. Now your now your cup is filled, and you can pour it into other people. And now you're like, it gives you it makes you somebody who's more able to serve others too. You know, yeah, probably a big reason why you're the way you are right now because yeah. you feel like you're able to serve. Like you're not that person where it's like I'm just being straight destructive, right? Yeah, you're you've. Start building yourself up, and now you're here, and you can build up 
people around you, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's how I always want to be. Is like I always want to be a contributor to people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make your life better. Yes. Like if if you watch me, yes, listen to me, or friends with me, we have conversations. Like I hope that it contributes to your life. And yeah. I think that's the way I always yeah. see things. Is like I'm not here to take. You know what I mean? I'm I'm here to give, and yes. in a way, indirectly take because. Helping other people makes me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna lie; it's not completely fucking selfless. You know what I mean? It's like it's a nice fucking feeling. It's a fucking feeling, bro. It's a good fucking feeling to exactly. be like, you know, like, or it's a good fucking feeling to even just like have a conversation with someone, and then you, you circle back like three months later. It's like, and they're just like, I remember that shit you told me, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, for real? You remember that? That was that important to you? And then it's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, that is such yeah. a cool. That's probably like the coolest feeling ever, bro. It's the best. Dude. Yeah. Like I think I've had. Shout out to my friend Randy who does yeah. watch this podcast. Yeah. So he'll up, hear Randy? this, but yeah. you know, like he he told me he was like, "Yo, you know, like some of the stuff that I've talked to you about, like you've changed my life on the way I see things." You know, and, mm-hmm. and not even just like him, like a couple of other friends too. And I'm just shocked about how I kind of took away all that meaning or power from my voice and what I'm able to mm-hmm. give to people. Yeah. But the way they perceive it is like so powerful where I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, like maybe I shouldn't downplay this as much yeah. as I think, you know, yeah. you shouldn't, bro. You yeah. shouldn't. I think. Yeah, I think it's I think next year is the season of just up playing it. You yeah, up man, it. I'm going to try. And then, you get, try. and then you get arrogant and then you got to destroy it again. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to start all over exactly, again. Yeah, exactly. Bro. You know, got to check yourself. Yeah, sometimes. bro, because I feel like even just going through like that bad shit, that's the only reason why I looked inward. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like that's the going like those those destructive times that you're talking about, like that's the only reason once, once the rubble is settled, like that's the only time we're like, we look inward. Like, why the yeah. fuck did Break I just do that? Yeah. Why the fuck did I just do that? You know, yeah. that's when you ask the why Damn. it's, it's a powerful thing, bro. It really is. Thank you for that, Dave. Bro, like, of course, man. Of course, man. man. No, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No, bro, of course. That man. was some insight, bro. Man. Welcome back to the lightning round guys, where we ask our guests rapid fire questions. And if they don't answer, they have to drink. Oh, I'm fucking nervous. I hate water. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sober, so we're, you know, we're going to accommodate him. We're not here trying to press bad habits, I appreciate right? y'all. I appreciate of course, y'all. Of course. Thank you. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. What is one thing that you changed about this year? Um, my habits, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about it earlier. Yeah. I would just say, before, I feel like I didn't even have habits. I would just be kind of floating around, doing whatever mm-hmm. I felt, whatever. I was like, oh, this feels good at this time, and I just do that. Like, I've definitely changed my routine, and mm-hmm. that's something I'm proud of this year. Nice, nice. Yeah. What's one thing that young Mike had in his personality that you no longer had that you wish you did? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Has it really changed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, man. Young Mike's that was, looking. That was He's one looking. Of those shadow ones. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. You still got to answer the question, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but now you can take your time. Hammered, bro. Um, <laughs> I would say one thing that young Mike, I would say patience. Hmm. I feel like when I was younger, I was very impatient, uh, I was very impulsive. Hmm. Um, now I kind of. Um, understand why things take as long as they do Mm. you know and it is an inner thing it's like how long it takes you to learn something everybody's timing is different too somebody can learn something faster about themselves than you um and then i kind of also learned how to stop like comparing myself Mm. to other shit like i feel like when i was younger i would always just compare like especially like as like an artist or like a rapper you're like you know even when i was like 
I was like 25. I was like, I was like, bro, if I ain't got it by 30, I swear to God. And then you see someone who blows up and they're like 14. You're like, oh, what yeah. the fuck, man? And then it's like, and then you play in that comparison game where you're like, you're an artist and you're looking at like, just say like you're Spotify wrapped. And then you're scrolling down your thing. You see somebody else's Spotify rap. You're like, damn, they, are they really that much better than me? They got nothing. But it's like, it has nothing to do with them being better than you. It's, yeah. It has uh, it just has to do with you being the better you and that's when you know what I'm saying like for sure patience and comparison type traits like I don't think they're completely absolved yeah. but like it's something that I feel like I'm proud that I've gotten better at for sure Gotcha. it's been a good year alright my bad I, I actually let you answer a question that was the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. question because oh, yeah. the question was what did young Mike have that you no longer have that you wish you did Oh, so it's something that from okay, your youth okay. that something has changed. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I want to hear your no, answer that's for cool, that one that's too. Cool. So what did? Sorry, say it again. What did young Mike have in his personality that you no longer have that you wish you still did? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta drink to that too. You gotta drink to both sides. I'm to cleanse. I'll be hammered, bro. <laughs> trust me, we have gotten people drunk off of this game before. Yeah, Because so, yeah. yeah. those are really deep questions for someone to just be like, "Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, That's why it's supposed to get you started, yeah, and then, yeah. then you can figure it out. Yeah, but then you're you know, drunk. You're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll figure it. Um, it gets harder. What did young Mike? What did young Mike have back in the day that he doesn't have anymore? Yeah. That he still wishes he held on to? Um. I mean, it's probably the opposite question of that. Like, I mean, like with being less impulsive and things like that and and taking my time, sometimes maybe I think I miss out on certain experiences, but maybe that's just me having motherfucking FOMO. Mm. But like, um, yeah, like maybe sometimes it takes me too long to act on things now as well. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you have that like patience and you're kind of well thinking things out like bro like say like the other day i i, I told you i drive uber mm-hmm. and like there's just like i picked up this like cute ass girl you know, like, <laughs> and i was like you know you're not i don't want to creep like the same shit i don't want to creep nobody out yeah, but yeah. like you know she was she was fire and like i just <laughs> i just wanted to just say like how you doing yeah but like old me would have just been like started a combo just off like impulse or some shit like mm-hmm. that but then like new me i was just like uh, is she gonna like feel weird? I was like, I'm driving Uber, this, yeah. that, and then, like, and then you know, I dropped her off and said nothing, and I was just like, mm. fuck, could have fucking said something, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Mm. But I mean, like, also young me though too would have only acted on that impulsiveness off like liquid courage, you know what I'm saying? Fair. Like, it's not, it's not like uh, sober me would have been like as high self esteem, like, yeah. oh yeah, but like just little shit like that. I feel like now with the patience comes overthinking. Sometimes you know what I'm yeah, saying. Giving it too much time to breathe. Giving it too much time to breathe because sometimes mm. the shit ain't got time to breathe. That's true. You so I'm that. trying to learn the balance, man. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is your definition of success? Impact. Mm. Impact and legacy. Um, and I feel like I don't know if that's a very egotistical answer because, mm. like, I, I was listening to this audio book, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, mm. and. Um, the last chapter is all about like your immortality plan like what's gonna make you live on mm-hmm. forever because for me like success success to me doesn't look like money success to me doesn't look like accolades different things like that it's like for me it's i mean maybe it does look like accolades but it's like it's impact it's like um it's like we were talking about like through conversations and and love like to the people that you love like how What's the lasting impression that you gave on them? Mm-hmm. And like, cause you know, like they're gonna have kids or they're gonna have people they talk to and maybe they leave that 
impression upon somebody else after and so on and so forth it's like to me it's um impact and and, and legacy i like i would like mm. to be i would like my funeral to be like the littest fuck i would like nobody to be sad there's like henny on the casket like you know strippers twerking on top of my <laughs> shit like bro yeah. like i want my fucking i would love my funeral to be lit as fuck and i would love for nobody to be sad i would love definitely that. invite me to your funeral yeah for sure. <laughs> bro, I'll, yeah I'll shoot, I'll shoot you one when i'm on the deathbed and be like i'm like i'm on a party full like, <laughs> like <laughs> setting, out setting the app or i have my ai do it with yeah. my fucking contact lens or something yeah. but um yeah it's for sure impact and legacy just on like my community my society um and the just the people that i, I hold dear like i want to just want to be remembered and i don't know if that's an egotistical thing but yeah we don't want to be forgotten i feel like that's all of our biggest fear it's like you died mm-hmm. nobody fucking cares and i mean the world go the world goes on that's the true. world the, life goes on either way like they're not going to marinate on you for forever yeah but like i would like to be somebody if i were to pass away like if I drove out of here right now, and fucking I don't want to manifest this, but you know, got in a car accident, people would say, "Man, he was such a great, like he was a good guy," or "Man, like he helped me out with this," or "Man, he helped me out with that," or "He helped me see a certain way." Like that is how I'd like to be. That's that's the one thing that I want. Mm. That's that's that is success. I feel like that. I mean, that's why you see these billionaires, and like the billionaires that are really remembered that don't die alone are the ones that like are. The, deepest dove into like philanthropy mm, you know yeah. what i'm saying why you think why you think they got a fucking carnegie hall why you think they got like um you know like just all these different why do you think these people that get at these high levels if there's somebody they donate so much because yeah. it's immor- they're chasing immortality man they don't want to be forgotten bro they don't want they want, that and taxes, they want that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah that and taxes too that taxes yeah. too but like it's, it's legacy bro like yeah. it's it's legacy it's impact man i think that's that's success for me is impact Next question is going to be, what's me cry? Wh- huh? You made me cry. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, how, yeah. how far you want to go with this? Yeah, like, we I, can, I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. I really don't. What's the What's the thing that you miss most about being married? Damn. Wait a minute. I asked you. I asked you. You said you don't care. <laughs> oh man. Fuck. Uh, um, the thing I miss most about being married is, um, it's like, you know, just having someone in your corner when you're feeling down like i've noticed i mean i still have people in my corner but they're not like complete like right there access to me right at the moment because i that is one thing i'll give her a lot of credit for she was always somebody who consoled any way i was feeling um i don't think that i did as good of a job as she did as far as like being someone to confide in and console in. you know what i'm saying yeah um and yeah, dude, just you—you know, you know that feeling. You just and just just waking up next to somebody, and it's just like they care about you. You know, it's like having that security that somebody cares whether you live or die, or whether whatever's going on with you. And that's as far as I'm gonna. Because <laughs> yeah, you got me. Yeah, you got me tearing now. You got me. You got me. You guys. My bad. That was good. That was fucking good. Uh, oh man. So you always ask for consent before oh, you ask the fucking God. hard yeah, questions. Bro, that's, that was good, bro. That was uh, probably. That was probably. The, that's gonna be the social media clip. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'll tag her in it. Uh, thank you for asking. <laughs> no, you did a great job, dude. Yeah, thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. it.
Thank you, man. I just want to say thank you, Mike, for showing up and sharing like some very vulnerable parts of your life, man. Thank I'm you, glad man. that you're getting out of it, and and thank you for that game too, man. I, I think I'm definitely gonna do that outside of this. You I'm, got you gotta I, remind I'm me. I'm gonna give you a fucking call. I'm literally gonna give you a call like this dude, week, please, please. Yeah. No, if if you gotta remind me multiple days, dude, I, I'd love to do it. For okay, sure. I think it will help a lot of people out there too. For yeah. anyone who's going through it, a couple of uh, insecurities practice yeah and update us how you guys feel yeah yes. but uh aside from that you know let the audience know where they can find you appreciate y'all for having me you can find me on instagram and tiktok at pretty papes p-r-e-t-t-y-p-a-p-e-s um if this got you interested in my music not to plug it in but i'm gonna plug it in <laughs> spotify p-r-e-t-t-y-p-a-p-e dollar sign and um yeah follow your boy even DM me. I'm pretty interactive in my DMs because I found out the cheat code of answering DMs fast. I just do voice message instead. Oh, I don't nice. type things oh, out anymore. Did do that I don't type too. things. Yeah, I don't type things out anymore, man. It's too time consuming. It's too much thought. So I just say things. But yeah, um, get at me. And thank you guys for tuning in, watching the whole way through. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and comment below what you guys want us to talk about next. And remember, live fast, fast eat ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Romsky, let's go. <laughs>